All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 27 of the Kill Your Internet podcast. With you, as always, is your boy, Colin. And with us today, returning is the Lord, Eric, Mr. Roast Malone. How we doing today, buddy? I am fucking tired. Yeah, you look tired. <laughs> Thanks, this, bro. this kid rolls in here in, in, in a bathing suit and a Flyers t-shirt. Just killing the game it's today. Pajama shorts. Pajama shorts. Off. Pardon me. Hold on, real quick. I get this, it twisted. This is the third time this week we've had this debate. Do you call? Do you call them pajama pants or sleep pants? Uh, sleep pants. I call them sleep pants. Thank you. I yeah, thought that's what they yo, are. Yo, I get so much shit for that. What else are they? That's what I said. All right. Well, yeah. I guess this kind of. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> sleep in them though. So I don't I sleep. Can see I, the. What's your sleep setup? Disparity. What's your sleep setup? Butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm, I'm a basketball shorts guy, but you know, you do your thing, bro. Butt naked or underwear, dude? Ah, uh, yeah, no, no, no. If you wear a shirt to bed, you're a lunatic. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild thing. It's too hot. Um, <laughs> so we have a guest this week who needs no introduction, Miss Wendy Rollins of uh, Radio Fame. She is the uh, soundtrack to most of our, you know, childhoods as far as people on the radio. And Wendy's just excellent human being we talk about a lot of music we talk about her working with uh, animal adoption we talk about all new music the state of the music industry and uh it's funny you know i I wanted to go more for the beginning of this episode into kind of the nuts and bolts of what it's like to be an artist during quarantine and the way we're creating and the way we're taking in music and um the title of this episode is a stick in the spokes and it's a it's a phrase that I used with Rob Snyder, who was our last interview, and then with Wendy as well. And it's a way of me me putting it that I've enjoyed this process in quarantine, creating and kind of putting out music as we wish, because with this wheel that's been turning for years in the music industry that seemingly had no break and there was no way in, it seems like somebody stuck a stick into the spokes and the whole wheel is just kind of thrown off right now. You agree? Break the wheel, Daenerys. Yeah, I, we got the Game of Thrones thing in the background. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm enjoying kind of the lawlessness aspect of this. I know that it sucks that we can't play shows and we're all kind of fucked in that perspective right now. But from the perspective of strictly a creation and a and a, and a releasing music standpoint, there's no rules. It, it's it's really interesting time to be in the music industry. And uh, with that said, this is the cap off to week one of release week because we have release week next week as well for Zeros, but our new single, Something's Going On, is coming out tonight at midnight. Uh, e, level of excitement, even with as tired as you are, is at a 50? What? I was thinking out of 10. <laughs> no, yeah, it's 50 out of 10. Yeah, 50 out of, yeah. Um, I could tell by the timbre of your voice. You're just... It's <laughs> probably like 8, 9. 8, range. 9? Um, I'm at a 30. Yeah. Uh, I'm always yeah, at a 30. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Northeast Philly joke. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's nice to like have something right, like to do. Yeah. But, well, I mean, you know, there's always shit to do, but like we've it's, been it's doing nice a to, lot like, of shit. It's nice to like crystallize like a a real like you know like big things are like what like shows shows out releases song, like doing an like, radio a, a sick, like video or photo shoot well, like whatever like the good thing is we've gotten all of those during quarantine somehow except for shoes. Yeah. So like you know it's it's nice to. I mean, I know we're not really, you know, no one's at full strength, like in terms of it being normal, but <coughs> it's uh, it's nice to be doing, to be doing like a marquee, uh, you know, thing. Yeah, I, I for me, like I, I said this uh, numerous times on the podcast, but I feel more confidently now in the way that we create things than we did before. And I, I said kind of the advent of technology for us because we've always been slow to adopt technology. In the early years of the band, I didn't want to use pedals. I just wanted to fucking go. Dumb. I know, very dumb. I regret that now. Uh, but you live and you learn. 
and now, as we're releasing Something's Going On, a song that was cre- like completely created during quarantine, I- I'm kind of shocked with how everything came together. And we're going to go next week uh, into more detail into each of the songs that's going to come out on Zeros uh, in these kind of roundtable talks we're going to be doing for episodes from my kitchen table. Uh, Eric will be getting shit-faced in my house, which he's very excited about. Get excited. He's about to sleep <laughs> in my dog's cage. Um, but no, to me, Maybe like, lucky. I just want to kind of go into a quick overview of how something's going on got made. This was the first time we ever passed files around and kind of recorded a version of the song before we went into the studio. We've never done this before as to where we were taking our time through our laptops and through Zoom and through technology to craft this song each individual part before we got into the studio, which sounds kind of crazy that it hasn't happened before, but it hasn't. This is the first time. And we were doing nightly Zoom calls. We were doing individual Zoom calls just to go over everything. And E, you you were one of the big pieces of this that I, I really enjoyed because this was the first time you ever got to kind of send me guitar parts before we went in and did anything. Like, was it was it a completely different experience for you? Or do, did you feel more well-prepared going in the studio? Or did you still kind of fly by the seat of your pants? Uh, well, it's nice when you can sit in your house and, like, yeah, have, like, your own space to just like fucking play your guitar and come up with shit like you know like when you're when we're in here jamming like it's not that the pressure's on but you have to like it's less of a freeing experience would would you i'm sorry in here it's less of a freeing experience because we're all looking at you kind of what are you going to do next um i would say it's more like 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 i don't want to say like it's it's pressure because it's not because it's fun yeah it's like you like you you have to come up with something right like you have to come up with something like while you're fucking in the space jamming. Yeah, but and everybody else is also trying to come up with something while we're sitting here. Right, yeah. So, like, when you go from that to, you know, you're I'm sitting alone in my room, like, fucking around, like, coming up with shit. Like, my I, my pedals are spread. Like You have your bong sitting right next to you? You can expand your, <laughs> you can expand your mind? Yeah. Like, to <laughs> me, Smoke well, weed kids. I did say this, though, and I do want to put this on record. I thought Eric was one of the absolute MVPs of, of the session going in for Something's Going On because... There were things that I don't even think you had planned on necessarily that you went in there and just nailed. Yeah, I fucking killed it. Yeah, you did kill it. I give you credit where it's due. Like, for me, like, I got to watch everybody, because Ken wrote the baseline, which, of course, is something we went over on last week's episode, but... Um, and then I built it from there, and I, I really thoroughly enjoyed this whole process of quarantine, learning how to write to bass lines and drum loops. Like, I thought that was really... Interesting from my perspective as a songwriter, I, it changed the way that I, I wrote these songs. Yeah. Um. But when I when I look at it on totality, the w- the way that quarantine has really affected the way that we've written, I, I Wendy says later in the episode, but she thought it was just cool that we were doing this during quarantine because a lot of people aren't, and, it, and I completely understand if if you as a band can't pull it together at this point because your whole world is flipped upside flipped upside down. We just happen to be crazy people, and we just keep our feet moving. Yeah, I mean. We can, so we can, and we we do. we do. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just very excited for everybody to hear something's going on. I had a Hell conversation yeah, with somebody in the industry today who I'd sent it to, and they said that it was very different for us. Extremely hot, but very different. Which I don't know mm-hmm. that I completely agree with that it was it's that different. Um, I think the way Erica sings on this track is is a bit of a departure and a growth in her perspective because this I mean that's the standout part of this track is is just Erica's vocal delivery which is another interesting yeah. you know tidbit from this and we'll go into it with erica next week but i had written this song all with my vocals because i mean I, I put the words down and i put a scratch track over top of whatever i made and she sent me back a really rough recording from a voice memo from her phone and i just 
ripped it right from there and dropped it into the track. And it sounded scratchy, like it was from a phone, but it was me, Eric, Jimmy, and Ken on a Zoom call, and I said, yo, listen to this. And I played yeah. it, and all four, all three of them just went, oh, shit, oh yeah. shit, that's the one. And I yeah, knew right there, cool. I knew right away that this was a special song. So I'm very excited to let everybody hear it, and for more than anything, just to kind of share our experience as musicians during quarantine, because this is this has been, I think, valuable to us. I really think I've learned a lot, and I've never really utilized technology in this perspective. So I'm very excited for this. Um, as I said, thirty out of ten, I'm ready. Eric said a sterling eight point nine. <laughs> so which out of ten is commendable? No, it's very good. I, I just think I'm through the roof. Um, other than that, I mean, we have zeros coming out next week. Like I said, we're gonna break down all the songs next week in podcast episodes. We have a lot of really cool interviews coming up as well that I really can't get into yet, but I will. A, lo- a few bands that I'm a really big fan of. Uh, may- j- just hold on. I'll, ex- I'll explain that later. Yeah, I'm going to get myself in trouble. Uh, e, let's move into segments. We're going to start off with the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet. Lord. Uh, first thing, and I haven't gotten into any sports yet, which is weird for us. Do you see the contract that Mookie Betts got? Did not. Bro, Mookie Betts, 13 years, $380 million. Holy shit. Dude, is that is... Boston? No. He, he, in the offseason, got uh, traded to the Dodgers. Oh, shit. And they didn't think he was ever going to play a game for the Dodgers because of COVID. And before he ever took the field, signed a 13-year extension for 380 mil. Holy shit, buddy. Unbelievable. <laughs> also, you, I, I want to say this before we move on. You got to love the fact that we can just move from music to sports and pop culture that easily. We just went right from the whole breakdown, very deep intellectual conversation to Mookie Betts' contract. Yeah, sick move, dude. Sick move, bro. Uh, no, dude, good for Mookie Betts. An absolute oh, stud. Dude, hell yeah. An absolute stud, stand-up guy. It's starting to make the, the Harper contract look better and better because we got him for th- 13 for 330. Trout got 12 for 440. Yeah. Unbelievable, yeah, and deserving. Also, shouts out to Oscar Lindblom of Flyers fame. Uh, yeah, brother. Oscar Strong uh, got a contract for three years, three mil a year. Correct. Steal. Yeah, I mean, fucking. As a giant Flyers guy, what does he mean to the team? Well, I mean, when he went out, he was the leading scorer. Um, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, I. I don't know how many games. Maybe he played like eighteen, twenty games. He had like. Uh, I don't know, like 20, 25 games, had like 23 points. Well, for those um, who don't know, he 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 got diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma during the season. Nah, Ewing sarcoma. Ewing sarcoma, I apologize. Yeah. Um, um, but he, he, I mean, w- when you look at their team, like he was playing on a line with Couturier and um, Konechny. Oh, well. And that's, they, a, that's a power line right there. Uh, well, I mean, they're they're more like solid throughout. Like they're not a bona fide number one NHL line, I yeah. would say. But they. They're all young. Yeah, except Victoria. He's still young. He's twenty-seven. He's um, only twenty-seven. Yeah, he's been. I feel like he's been eight years. I was gonna say. I feel like he's been years on Flyers forever. League people forget, but I mean, anytime like you pretend like he slots into our lineup as a top six forward. So anytime you can get a fucking top six forward, three million. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Fucking pretty good, dude. Sports are back, which I'm more excited than I can put into words. Other than releasing music, the thing I'm most excited for in life is the fact that sports are back. Um, Second thing I wanted to bring up. This is music related. Did you see the Tory Lanez thing that happened? No. You were familiar with Tory Lanez, correct? I know Chase went on tour with him. Right, yeah. I so don't know his music. Our videographer, one of our videographers, one of our good friends, Chase Guru Blue Media Group, yeah. went, used, to do, feel, feel. used to do tour photography for uh, Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez is now in jail for shooting Megan the Stallion. In, like with a gun? With a gun in the foot. 
Was it on purpose? Dude, now there's so many stories. Apparently, they were at a, a party in the Hollywood Hills at Kylie Jenner's house. <laughs> and Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> and they were leaving, and they were in a car, and apparently there was like some sort of argument, and Tory Lanez shot Megan Thee Stallion in the foot. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Dude, first off, ballsy move, Tory Lanez, if that's the God's Dude, honest Jesus, truth. man, what the fuck? She's like what one of the... Ba- <laughs> first off, you ever pull a gun on a woman, you are an absolute pussy. And if it's true I mean, that that's why do you have a gun, bro? Yeah, why do you have a gun if you're at the Jenner's house? There's nobody really there who's gonna threaten you. Um, either way, you're in the Hollywood Hills. What the fuck? You're having a good time. What are you doing? Bringing a gun around? Yeah, Second dude. off, you're Canadian. <laughs> no need to so set the there's no off. way that you're legally carrying a gun. Third off, don't ever put your hands on a woman, and don't ever fucking shoot a woman. Don't shoot anybody. But like, if that's true, you're bitch made, and that's that's fucked up. Yeah, I mean. I mean, what, what can't even say? Christ, dude, I just can't believe shit. this whole story sounds almost like too like exaggerated to be like true. Like, I don't even know how the f- how, how do you explain this to people? <laughs> like, imagine if the aliens came to Earth right now <laughs> and they looked at the trending topics on Twitter and they were like, "Tory Lane shot Megan the Stallion." <laughs> I'm out, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, leave it to Tory Lanez to shoot Megan the Stallion. Unfucking believable. Wild, bro. These are wild days that we live in. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on to uh, what the fuck we've been listening to. I'll start it out. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start it out with a guy named Kenny Hoopla, who Hoopla. is Hoopla, who is really blowing up on the alternative charts. Uh, his first single that we have here, because he's had other albums, but the one that's blowing up right now is How Do I Rest in Peace When I'm Buried by a Highway. First off, cool, so- cool name for a song. Jesus. The, uh, the song itself uh, reminded me a lot of like the Franz Ferdinand-like uh block party era yeah, like alt rock no like like just kind of like driving drums and like uh kind of like riffy that, guitars like, hop. yeah hop the hives like stuff like no, that like, like the hop to the song like. it, it's it's a really gr- it's a really great song his vocal delivery is very interesting um but it's the first time in a while that I've listened to a rock song and I got like excited it just reminded me of like that kind of like early 2000s which we talk about later in the episode like era new york rock and i, I actually really yeah, dig cool, it so cool. check that out you what's your first pick my first pick is radio shack by wolfpack Ooh, yeah they put out this uh uh shit i forget what the f- it's like a little four song ep thing it's a like maybe like april or earlier in this year um this song is like what the uh Game Corner music from Pokemon, like, wants to be when it grows up. Really? Yeah, it's fucking so, like... Dude, they they put out... so snazzy. They put out so much music and so much content. Yeah, they're It really is incredible. I mean, dude, they just are sick. The Fearless Flyers and... and Yeah, they're they're sick fucking musicians. Yeah, they really are. And they they just, like... Like, I'm imagining they do what we learn to do. Like, just, like, live on fucking Pro Tools and... Hash, they, hash it out. And they like, seem they're like, probably sending each other like perfect first takes. Like, they, they to me know? seem like they really, really, really love making music. Oh, dude, they just seem no like doubt. really nice, happy guys. Yeah, yeah. Like Corey Wong's like the nicest. Oh guy. man, like, I would. Yo, first Corey of all, I would Will, love to have Will. Corey Wong on the podcast. Oh, dude, yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna reach out. I'm gonna talk to Will see if he can he can finagle Ooh. that. Um, I wouldn't thought of that. Uh, my 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 second pick. I went with Nas. I went on a huge Nas Ooh, kick today. Yeah. Uh, I picked Nas's like, which if you're familiar with J. Cole and the song um, Let Nas Down, the first verse that he says in that song, the uh, Let Nas Down before he goes into the hook of the song, that's Nas's like. And it's just like, Nas to me is, did you hear the thing with Matisse Thibel and Nas? I did they, not. they played Nas in the bubble and he thought it was Joe Budden. 
<laughs> and, every, and everybody apparently Tobias Harris like freaked out. He like <laughs> right away was like, "It's Nas, yeah, dude. He's like the greatest rapper yeah. of all time." Nas yeah. is probably the greatest lyricist of all time. Yeah, Nas uh, doesn't have the sick. most hits, but like I can listen to Nas shuffle all day. Um, so I picked Nas for sure. Um, I for my second one is um, it's uh, have you heard the song Jenny by Walk the Moon? Yes. Yeah, fucking, it's like actually how you were talking about like France Ferdinand. It's like I probably like a little bit more driving, like fit that description a little more. Yeah, um, like that. God, it's good. Like that kind of like you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, fat ass baseline. Baseline just like wah, 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 just pops in like right off of the rip. Oh, tight. Um, yeah, it's just like you know, like a song about a girl, but it's like really. Fun. I mean, I love the song. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, Walk the Moon writes re- really, really, really good orchestrated pop rock songs. Oh, dude, yeah, hundred percent. They're at the top for a while. Um, I'm gonna go with my third pick. Uh, a classic, kind of how me and Erica learned to harmonize together. Uh, Down yeah. in the Valley by The Head and the Heart. Nice. Uh, I have a very vivid memory of this song. We were on a couch in Nashville in 2015, like right after we had first finished college and went down there to start recording. And me and Erica were sitting on a couch, and our then-label owner was just videotaping us do this, and we were figuring out the harmonies to the song. And that, like, Because me and Erica, when we first started working together, we sang everything in unison. We didn't even harmonize. We just sang octaves of each other, and we thought it was harmonizing. And it's embarrassing to think of now, but that yeah, song was like the first building block in our harmony creation. So Down in the Valley by the Head and the Heart, that's my third pick. Cool. And your last pick, Eric. Da-da-da-da. Um... <laughs> So, <laughs> I like hate you. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> shut up, fool. The uh, past three days, I uh, I go like so. I get on one Haven Road. I drive up to the uh, I drive up to Route 13 and the Dunkin' Donuts right there. Go <laughs> go through the drive through. As soon as I get my coffee, smell that large yeah, ice. Yeah. <laughs> I I, uh, I I get I pull I pull off onto uh, Route 13, and I put on Rooster by Allison Chains. Oh my god. <laughs> And I have my sunglasses on, and I'm driving, and it's so fucking banging, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <Great Yeah. song. laughs> dude, so fucking banging. R.I.P. to Lance Daly. Yeah, sick, dude. He was unbelievable. And that's what the fuck we've been listening to. Yes, uh, before we get into our interview with Wendy Rollins, we're going to go through our coronavirus survival guide for the week. This one, hit, up. This one hit me hard because it's something that I take very seriously. Um, <laughs> Dude, I, I want your opinion on this. So I said we'll I wanted to it. do top beverages, and I'm not talking about beverages in the sense of just like beer, water, coffee. I'm talking about the, the yeah. specific beverage. Like if you're talking about beer, which beer? Where are you? Like where are you drinking that coffee? Like where does that soda just hit just right? Yeah, like the, yeah, like time of day. And time of day. Very specific beverages. After yeah, e, you can go yeah. first. Ooh, so uh, in uh, Michigan, our grandfather, uh, well, our grandmother grew up in uh, Toivola, Toivola, Michigan. Yeah, like, like we're talking like deep woods, like walking upper, upper, upper peninsula to school. Yeah, yeah you basically like, see Canada. Yeah, um, and uh, there's a now. This is how you say it: sauna. We it went sauna. into the sauna before, oh, dude, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, uh, sauna is like in the back of the yard, and you go in, you take your sauna, sweat it out, go into the as soon as you open the door, uh t- step out of the changing room, open that door and you're outside and you're in the cool air and your body is like mad hot and then you crack a miller light. Sauna beer. Sauna well, beer. Well, it's the post sauna beer. Post sauna sauna beer, beer in the sauna is different. Hits different. 
Um, but like stepping out, having like a cold beer and a cold night air while you're like steaming is fucking unreal, buddy. Oh yeah. Big one. That's a good beer. Uh my first pick is uh personally it's just my, my number one ritual in life. It's your first cup of coffee in the morning. There's nothing like it, dude. I yeah. I, I don't do iced coffee first thing in the morning. I do iced coffee if I'm out. I love coffee. The first cup of coffee, which is your precursor to the real first cup of coffee, which is the second cup of coffee. Yeah, but I like agree. the second, like I always do this. My wife is always up before me. She's already drinking coffee. There's already coffee in the pot. I go pour that up, sit on the couch. I can let out a big Jimmy uh, as I sit down. Let the farts out, dude. And then I slug <laughs> that cup of coffee. I like just breathe it in, and it's like <laughs> yeah. I then become a human being. Like the first. Cup of coffee in the day is my is my first. That's the best beverage on earth. That's a sick one. Two second. Um. So, another beer. <laughs> um. It's all beers. So this is <laughs> spoiler alert. It's all beers. <laughs> um, a beer while in motion. Now, what interesting. I, what I mean by that like is driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you, you just like slap a Miller Lite in the cup holder and start driving down. <laughs> just kidding, seriously. Yeah, don't ever do that. Never ever drink a drive. But um, like airplane. Oh, airplane beer. Um, like if you're like I don't know if you're like on a bus going to the Eagles, like on a boat, some shit on a boat. Boat yeah. beer boat is a beer. great beer. Holy shit, boat beer. Um, yeah. Um, if you're sneaking a beer on the subway down to an Eagles game. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, dude, that's a fucking. That's a that's beer. A beer. That's, that's a beer a right there. That's a fucking beer. That's a very specific beer. That's a that's a top tier beer. That's a, whoa. So motion beer is your second. Motion beer is my second top tier beer for the fucking win, bud. My first beer, I'm saying here. Now this is definitely going to show my stage in life right here. Uh I've I've brought up my affinity for mowing the lawn. <laughs> Yo, post mowing the lawn beer. Post mow beer. That's a beer. Post mow beer, dude. Yeah. Oh my lord. Stare out now at it. Now let me also say something. Yeah. I have a very small yard, but having a yard in Philadelphia is kind of a cool thing. I also yeah. mow the whole yard with a weed whacker. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> Yo, listen, it's not a big yard. <laughs> that's what I can get in and out it's of the basement. It's like one telephone pole patch. <laughs> Bro. No, I'm very mad though. So I'm just saying the post mowing the lawn, it's like a grill beer, you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. these are these are oh, just like grown beer. up beers right here. Yeah. Um, but I will say <laughs> my lawn in May was luscious. I'm talking Ooh. Hank Hill level mow lawn right now. Wow. And then a tree died in our backyard and it fell or it got oh, hit by shit, lightning and yeah. fell down. I forgot about that. Just torched my whole lawn. I've been a mess ever since, but that <laughs> post mowing the lawn beer. Since. Bro, it's real. Yeah. Go ahead. What's your what's your Second beer. What's your third beer? <laughs> so my third beer is a very specific uh beer and everyone ha- everyone has this feeling like so when you start it gets this feeling I should say. So when you start drinking for the night, like yeah. you're out, whatever whatever you're doing, bar, you know, buddy's house, whatever. You have a couple, you settle into the room. Right. And at some point during the first couple of beers, you realize, like, you know, like you take a deep breath and look around the room, like, like, all right, this is gonna be like a good fucking night. It's gonna be a great night, man. You know, so once you settle into the room, you have like, you know, one, two, three, whatever. Like the you crack a beer and realize, like, let's fucking go for tonight. I'm with my boys. Yeah, that's a fucking beer. That kind of relates to my third beer. Yeah. Uh, my third beer is the beer when you're getting ready with the squad. When you're getting ready with the boys before you go out, 
Similar, but also different. But it's it's this beer because yeah. I I do contend that your pregame beers beat any beer at the bar. Oh yeah, and so oh, I'm yeah. talking about when you're like, when either you're you're a dude and you're with your boys, or you're 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 a girl and you're going out with your girls, and you're all just together and you hadn't seen each other in a little while, yeah. and this is like your first or second beer, and you just look around, and you're like, yo, I fucking love you guys, yeah. My dogs, yeah. and then like you go to the bar and you have a good time, and then you start to get shit faced, or <laughs> you just like whatever the bar is packed. You're also paying for it, but like when you have those beers and you're just like chopping up with your friends, you're like, "Yo, how's life, dude?" Like, yeah. yo, you see the game, you hear this song, like yeah, those yeah. are those are the beers you remember. Yeah, that's what I'm that's, talking about. I, yeah, like a good name. I think for we're that. talking. We, that's beers one and two. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's yeah. Or like that beer when you're running out the door when everyone has one in their hand, right? I also enjoy the walk yeah. to the bar beer where everybody has a cup. Yeah, and you're going, yo. That's yeah. college beer, right dude, there, dude. Wi- Wildwood outside. Oh red yeah, solo cup beer. Oh yeah. Now, dude, I, I will say I have a bunch of like, um, uh, what do they call those? Honorable mention beers. Uh, not only honorable mention beers, but other. First off, uh, Jim Wooder. Like while you're working out, yeah. you're drinking water, you're purifying yourself. Yeah. Or middle of the night. Uh, bottle of water next to your bed. Yeah, classic. Just, and then you just Hits sleep like a baby. Oh, yeah. I've become a big water guy. Do you drink Same. your water cold or do you drink your water room temperature? Um, It depends. Like, So if I'm... If I'm drinking, like, so I every morning, like, the first thing I do is I, I cut. Here's a sleeper health tip for you fools. I'm fat as shit, so I can't, <laughs> can't really be, like, doling these out on the regular. So take it, take it while you can get it. But uh, I cut a lemon in half, right? And then cut that in half, and then cut that in half. So you cut lemon down into eighths. Yeah. And I'll do, like, maybe, like, four max fits in a core container. Yeah. Slice them up, put them in a core container. Every morning, grab one, um, put it in just a cup, and then I fill the cup up with um, water from my fridge. Nice. And it's, like, borderline cool, um, but that's the start to every day. Water, the uh, lemon water, what the acid in the lemon juice does is, like, sets your ph balance yeah for your um i don't know if it's like for your for your blood or like your stomach or whatever but it, it like kicks it gives your um your whole body like a nice little kick it's like it's That's like, actually a, really it's good like a pre-first cup of coffee it's like the pre pre it's like the rookies reporting to otas i will say the rookies this. reporting to training camp. i'm in i'm in good shape and i run like four miles a day and i would never ever take health tips from me because <laughs> I do things, I do things my way. That I, I'm probably gonna dude, die by fifty, dude. The fucking <laughs> what? The fucking burrito with like fifteen <laughs> eggs, jalapenos, and tuna fish. Listen, startling. I have to tell startling. this story because th- this is a real thing. Sick fuck. I I have a very like protein heavy diet. I'm I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm a meathead to the core, and uh, my wife has caught me doing this, and I I will explain this. <laughs> Sometimes when I come back <laughs> to the gym and I don't have like anything protein related, I'll take two cans of tuna and I'll put it in a pan, <laughs> and then I'll crack four eggs in it, <laughs> and then I'll add an avocado and an entire jalapeno to it. And I just mix it together and I eat it. Oh my god! <laughs> Listen, it probably I looks said, like baby vomit. Don't ever <laughs> take health advice from me because what I do, like I'm saying, like my breakfast will be like three spoonfuls of peanut butter <laughs> and a, like five <laughs> cups of coffee, and it, it does the job. But like, I'll be like, I'll just do random shit. Like I won't eat bread for like th- like a month and a half, or like Solid. I'll like I'm I'm just. I'm healthy, but like in an unhealthy way. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know how else to put it. I don't ever regulate what I do. I'm just like, all right, those vitamins look like they're good. Take yeah. them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good. It's a good way to be in a sense where like, seems like you have what you need available, and just kind of like 
I do my know. best to like take it like one meal at a time. That's a good way to be in that regard. All right, so final honorable mention drinks. I gotta say, after the studio Slurpee for me. Yeah, that's yeah. a real one for me. I have it's my my last childhood thing that I still do. I love Slurpees. Um, I'll say, um, like when you're like fucking like, I don't know, playing ball hard as shit or like, the shout out those days. Oh man, good times. <laughs> um, like a Gatorade just hitting the spot, dude. I loved Gatorade and I can't drink it anymore. Yeah, you do like it's zero, too sugary right? to me. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. So yeah, Gatorade after being parched. Oh yeah, slaps. Dude, back in the day, quarts of Wawa iced tea. Oh man, the quarts the, of Wawa iced yo, tea. Yo, we dude. would be playing basketball. That, hit, that was Northeast like, Philly. Yo, that was Northeast Philly. Requirement you was the the lemonade flip-flops, iced tea. Yeah. yeah. If you're talking about like <laughs> basketball back in the day, Northeast Philly, you're rocking, you're rocking Adidas flip flops with high white socks to the court, <laughs> and then you're throwing on basketball shoes, and then you're you everybody has to have a lanyard with your keys on the end of it, and then <laughs> hanging you, out of your pocket, hanging out of yeah. your pocket, and oh, then yeah. you have to have. Uh, a uh, half gallon of Wawa lemonade iced tea, oh, yeah. and that's just like legitimately pure sugar. Yeah, Those are Northeast Philly so basketball garbage. days during the summer, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Oh uh, yeah. Any more honorable mention drinks? Uh, I hungover soda. Yeah, like hungover. a little sugar kick. Yo, yeah, a that's caffeine. a big one for me. Yeah, a I'm one. a true believer in iced coffee to fix a hangover as well. Yeah. Um. Once again, don't ever take my hangover advice because I do weird shit. Like I, I yeah. I'm just like, give me like a nice coffee, a water, <laughs> and a, a Slurpee, and I'll drink them all together. I'll just put it in a bucket. <laughs> like a nice soda, also like pairing well with food. Oh yeah. As in like a burger and fries. I always prefer to drink soda with food rather than beer and food. Beers, you know I mean? beers are beers. I think. beers are beers. I don't drink a beer I, with dinner. Ever. I'm an I'm an IPA. Like I like nice beer. Like I'm a beer. I'm not a beer snob, but I like it. But like I'm not gonna drink a Bud Light with my burger. Like I want. I want to. I'll drink a soda with my burger instead. Yeah, no doubt. Soda. The key combination is soda and pizza. Oh yeah, great Dude, combo. Soda and pizza. Sick. Soda and wings. Soda and wings. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting hungry drink now. Drink the blue cheese. Let's uh let's move it over to our interview with Wendy Rollins. Uh, everybody stream. Something's going on tonight. Save it. Share it on Spotify and Instagram like and all that. Like it. Do all that stuff. Make sure to like and subscribe. <laughs> oh, by the way, we're <laughs> now on uh, on iTunes as well for oh, the, yeah, the podcast. Shout yeah. out. Shout we have out a couple us. other announcements coming up with the podcast as well. We got some big shit brewing. Ladies and gentlemen, over to Wendy Rollins. Uh, fuck you guys. We love you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, today's guest on the Kill Your Internet podcast needs absolutely no introduction. She was our first guest, actually, on the second episode when we had no idea what we were doing. We figured it out since then. We brought her back. It's Miss Wendy Rollins. Wendy, how are we doing today? I'm doing well, my friend. Good, good. I'm very happy to see you. I'm always happy to see you. Good to see you as well. Dude, so last time we talked, quarantine was not a thing yet. We were uh, in the midst of living life as normal human beings. And then I think it was like two weeks later, the world stopped spinning. So how's your quarantine been? Um, uh, absolutely um, morbid. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. Like, that's very no, honest. I mean, I mean, really, I think um, I, I don't know if somebody said it to me or I read it somewhere and somebody said like, whether you're being like super prolific or you're completely at a stop or you can't make sense of anything at a grocery store even anymore, like nobody is their normal selves right now. No, I'm trying, I'm trying my best. And I I think like we have the conversation amongst ourselves in saying like, can you really blame anybody for dragging their feet a little bit? I'm a lunatic. So I, I just want to keep acting like everything's normal, but our friends who are in bands who are, who are just like, I don't know what to do. I'm kind of lost right now. I don't blame them. 
And and I get that too. I mean, in all honesty, a lot of people have talked to me about doing a podcast, and I would love to do a podcast. On You're doing Tuesday. a podcast. <laughs> well, no, but I'm saying like post one. But like on Tuesday, I want to do it. By Wednesday, I'm like. Thursday, I'm like, what would I even talk about? Friday, I'm like, I don't know what a podcast is. You yeah, know, what I'm I, I, <laughs> and I that's know. Just, like where I'm at. And I think a lot of people feel that way. But then there's people like you too that are like, look, this is how I keep my normalcy. Like yeah. I, I've got to create and I got to keep going. And I respect to, that. To me, like I'm almost looking at it as in we interviewed a country songwriter named Rob Snyder earlier this week. And the, the way we put it was, this like wheel that keeps has been spinning for 60, 70 years. That's the music industry. There's a stick in the spokes right now. And right. to me, like, I'm like who I am. I'm like, okay, this might be an opportunity to weasel my way in here. Like, cause if everybody else, the, the playing field's even, no one can tour. No one can do really anything more than anybody else. It's kind of like, can you just duck your head down and keep moving? And maybe you'll come out on the other side better. And, and you know what? Like that, that is fantastic perspective because you're probably a hundred percent right because right now everybody's like i don't I, I don't know and it does level the playing field yeah a hundred percent does i don't want to i don't want to look at it in a too positive a light because i mean a lot of people are going to come out of this with their dreams being shattered and i know that's pretty like part of my french pretty fucked up way to look at things but yeah. i mean when i look at it from the perspective of the billy eilish's and the drakes of the world can't tour i can't tour either we're all right. stuck dude there's nothing we can do right. and i think the one thing that like, I, f I found interesting and it's the, kind of my, my lead-off question have you been consuming more or less music um for me just because i had gotten away from radio and yeah. i'm one of those people that unless i'm going right into that next radio gig and i'm still like i lost that job in january right and by February, I was already looking at something new. By March, it fell out, you know? Uh, and honestly, for me, like, I unplugged, yeah. you know? I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do here. I am now, actually, believe it or not, I don't know why, but now all of a sudden, I'm, I'm like, I'm on top of everything, you yeah. know? I, I'm, and I'm looking for, oh, I don't know who this band is. I want to hear this. You know, which is my normal self. Yeah. Are you digging into like bands you love, like their catalog, or are you right now searching for like what's next or what's happening now? I, I'm one of those that just is looking for the complete random on Spotify. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. And I will, I will go through there, and um, you know, sometimes stuff will come up that I'm like, no, this is garbage. Um, yeah. and then <laughs> All the time. <laughs> something comes up that I'm like, whoa, 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 what's this? You know, so that for me, like, that's what I really enjoy is finding a band that literally, you know, I click on their, their Twitter page and they've got like 500 followers and I'm like, cool. There's what's <laughs> next. Well, to me, like, cause I, I keep saying I'm kind of at an impasse right now to where nothing stopped me in my tracks. And I'm like dying for like, I've been digging more into like bands that I love or like related artists that I'm like diving in on. Has anything recently that you've heard stopped you in your tracks? Because we talked to, I talked to Mike Jones last week and he yeah. gave me like two, but other than that, he said he's been disconnected. He's, he's, you know, serving up radio to the masses. Yeah. I, I haven't heard anything recently that I was like, whoa, I have heard some really strong follow-ups to mm -hmm. bands that I already knew about. Yeah. So that, that's one thing. Um, 
So that, and, and that I've been impressed by because I, I fully realized that they probably recorded this and this was the plan. Yeah. Um, but the, the fact that there's not going to be any tour, um, who knows if you're even making that video anymore, any, any of that. And there's still like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and put it out. We were well, going to put it out. Let's put it out. One band I know you love, who I found through you that just put out something was Frank Carter. And I'm, I'm a big Frank Carter fan. Right. I know you want to gush. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, other, other than that, like, I, I'm trying to think, like, right now, off backhand, like, nothing in the kind of rock alternative world has been turning me upside down. I've been more on, like, Ken was reading a book, uh, Meet Me in the Bathroom, and it was the story of, like, the early 2000s New York music scene, Strokes, mm. uh, LCD sound system. Okay. That's what I've been on. I dove in heavy to Interpol and LCD sound system, and I've, that's what I've been riding on right now. Yeah, I I um I don't know. I kind of I kind of fluctuate. For a while, I had gotten into like stuff I already knew, and I was playing it safe and easy and going. Yeah. And I mean, it's a total psychology, right? So everything else is caving in. I'm gonna go to my safe place. That makes you know? total I'm sense. Go, yeah. I'm gonna go listen to like you know the church from the '90s, and I'm gonna listen to old REM, and I'm gonna listen to My Chemical Romance. You know. You might be getting new My Chemical Romance at some point. Well, Gerard Way did that track. Um, he did a track with, um, I think it was Judith Hill, that's for the um, Umbrella Academy soundtrack. Have you watched that show? Oh, it's fucking amazing. I haven't gotten into it yet, and I love oh. comic book shit. I haven't gotten into it yet. I know, I fucked I, up. I'm, I'm not a comic book person at all, but it is so well done, and I think you really like there are pieces of you can see where you know they've done not full concept albums but yeah. they kind of seem to be a snapshot of a certain style and you can see definitely the mind of Gerard Way in there and he's got a wild mind uh, his solo oh, album yeah. was wild but like for me now that we're talking about MCR MCR is a band that when I feel like I was a kid and when they were like really popping uh, when the whole pop punk scene was coming up it went over my head and then yeah. I was in college and I saw them open for Blink-182 and I was like what did I miss because this band's incredible yeah. and so ha have you ever like completely missed on somebody at first and then come back to them later like off the top of your head like because you've dealt with so many artists like, so um I I can remember well actually the the one that I tell people all the time was um when they originally started working us on a band uh called 21 Pilots um they <laughs> sent me like they sent me and for fans you'll recognize this they sent me songs like Trees they sent oh me God. songs that were never singles yeah those are they, not radio songs like really obscure stuff from them and I was like okay Cool. I don't really get it. And, you know, it got to the point where they were like, we'll fly you to Columbus. We want you to see the band. You have to go. And I was like, I, you know what? Anybody <laughs> can stack a crowd in their hometown. I'm not going Fact. to Columbus. But if they come to Philadelphia, I don't care where they play in Philadelphia. I'll go. Okay? Is that yeah. a deal? So, so we route our tour to Philadelphia. They showed up at the North Star Bar. Rest in peace to the North Star <laughs> Bar. That was a deep burn. That was that, a deep. That was my first show. My first venue ever was in North Star Bar. No. Yeah. That and place. that and uh, on Frankfurt Ave, there used to be a place called the M Room, which is now a bar called Costas. It's at the corner of Frankfurt and Gerard, right near the. Yeah. That, that's now a pool hall, but we played to like 
12 people in there one time. That was one of our first shows too, but the North star has a special place in my heart. Yeah. So I, I saw them at the North star and it was like days before Thanksgiving or something obscure like that. Um, like Johnny didn't even go cause he was out of town. He was like, <laughs> they're playing. No, I can't make it. What are like, you doing on Thanksgiving? Playing yeah, a show I was like, fine, I'll go. And I will tell you, it was probably second song in. I remember shouting over the band to the record rep. I was like, so these guys are available. They're available for Winter Jam. And he yeah. was like, what's that, Wendy? You want these, <laughs> these guys? Oh, you like these guys? And the I guys was we've like, been trying to tell you to come see? Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, because uh, everybody tells you, oh, when you see them live, you'll get it. Yeah. Oh, you'll get it. You know, that, that. I, That's I a band. Out. I was knocked out. We were. Um, and I, was I, I was talking to the guys from uh, the Orphan the Poet. We had Jake on the or from the Orphan the Poet a couple oh, weeks ago. Love those guys. Talk to him today. That was my question to them. Was like, you know, that's a hometown hero situation for them. They're from Columbus, mm -hmm. and he was like, "Yeah, me and me and David saw them with ten people in like a bowling alley." And I was like, "Everybody's got those stories, dude. That, that's yeah. that's fucking incredible." Yeah, and that's the thing is that you know I will say there were people at that show, which is the other thing that impressed me. It was maybe like fifteen twenty deep, but zero representation on the radio. Nobody knew about this band. But not only were they there, but they knew lyrics. Building that online fan base. And I was just like, "What?" Is and and I will tell you, North Star Bar. That dude had his piano and was doing backflips off of it. Then on that stage, I was First about to have a heart attack. That stage is raised. That was a. That was like if you were like, what are you like five one? Like if you were five one, you were staring at their feet. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. So he's it, doing a backflip off a piano on that stage, and I was like, oh god, oh god, I can't look, but I can't blink either. I can't I look away. Blink. Yeah. Yeah, and that was when I was just like, okay, so we need this band. And I, I remember I immediately, as soon as, as Johnny got back into the office and we came back after break, I was like, so 21 Pilots, when they come through, I want that interview. And he was like, who? And I was like, 21 Pilots, I want that interview. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, so I got the first interview with them. I don't feel like right now there's a lot of, and I'm talking pre-quarantine. I don't feel like I, there's something in the alternative scene. And like, I, I consider us part of that scene in a way, but we, I think we, we float between there and the AAA scene, like right sure. in there. There's just nothing right now that's grabbing me. Everything feels recycled. Everything feels reused. And I, I, nothing's getting me right now. I don't know why. I don't know. If you I almost that. wonder if some bands are sitting on some material. I mean, going back to my chemical romance, look, they weren't going to do a worldwide tour without releasing without new music, music. yeah no. there's, there's no way so that was going to happen and i think when they pulled the tour they pulled the music as well because they had let nothing out about that well dude this was part of what i was saying that you know the playing field is leveled for bands that are, are coming up and the same way for big bands right but we don't have the tethers on us to say you guys can't put shit out right now because of our price point or like you can't right. tour and you actually texted me. I had sent you some of the new music and you said, how do you plan on promoting this if you can't tour? And part of my thing is like, this is a new plate. This, there is no rules right now. There's no, there's nothing to hold us back per se. Right. Right. So we, we talked and we were as a band and we were like, we can sit on this or 
let's push the chips in the middle of the table. And the thing is, we have so much shit backlogged that we have, this is part one of a new album. We have part two coming later in the year and then part, the whole thing coming at the top of 2021. I don't one. even know what year it is. Yeah. Like to me, it's it's a situation where like I'm excited to see what artists keep it moving and keep pushing because I feel like there's kind of a stranglehold on the bigger artists to say like we can't get our money's worth as the label if we do it right now. So just sit and wait. You're you're good. So yeah. who knows? How about release a cover? Or I've seen a couple Something. of bands do that. They're releasing covers and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, as okay. long as you're not a band on TikTok, I don't care. I I fucking don't care. I look. Yeah. I will die on that hill. I am a 28-year-old grown-up. You got no shot at watching me try and do TikTok dances. It's not yeah, happening. Yeah, and, I know what it is. Uh, I'm aware. And that's as far as it goes for me. Look, I like, I, I, had, <laughs> I, had jokingly said to uh, my wife, I was like, the first time somebody in our you know, management group or something says to me, hey, you guys need to get a TikTok, I'll jump off a bridge. I was like, you know what, dude? I... I will. I fight constantly as an artist to keep my soul intact, and yeah. that's my line. Yeah, and that's my line right there. And shout out to anybody who is on TikTok, because if that's your thing, that's your thing. Yeah, I, I'm a dude from Northeast Philadelphia. I'm have a real hard time looking my buddies in the eyes if I'm over here doing TikTok dances. This is not gonna happen. Well, and and it's not just that. It's just like on a on a broader scale. It's like, okay, are you on Facebook? Are you on Instagram? Are you doing stories? Have you? Have, what what's on your Twitter today? I can't then, do it anymore. <laughs> No, I can't. I can't. I got nothing else, man. Well, I already give so much of my time to doing the Instagram. I do Instagram. Like, I don't, I have not touched my personal Twitter or my personal Instagram since 2014, since I was in college. I won't, I just don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy the way that people converse on Twitter. I think it's very combative and A versus B. I don't do it. I, I, it's the way I keep my mental sanity alive. Instagram. I, I dropped off Facebook. See, and well, I mean, Facebook is a whole nother, <laughs> that's Everybody's a whole nother. Like, like, you know, just like, you're fine. I'm fine here's thing. a picture of my dog. Where did you get your dog yeah, from? Exactly. How much do you feed your dog? You know, and you're just like. <laughs> yeah, somehow you'll politicize my dog and I'm just not, I'm not into exactly. that. Did but, your dog vote? Yeah, and, and who did your dog vote for? Don't yeah, you're just like, you know, what? it's my dog. So no one, actually, it's funny. I didn't even realize my dog is sitting in the corner over here just staring at me. I know, no, I want to bring this up too, because I know we'll get away and we'll come back to the music, but you're very, very heavily involved in, is it Paul's Atlanta? It's the, Paul's it's, Atlanta, yeah. how, how, cause I know you've always loved dogs. How long have you been involved with the rescue? Um, I probably, okay. So I grew up here in Atlanta. Um, and I think there was a point in time where like I'd gone to college, graduated, left, did a bunch of radio gigs, came back to Atlanta. It might've been like, I don't know, like 2004 or something. I mean, my family always rescued, but we were the family that went, we got our dog from the rescue and then we went home. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, but I don't know. I just, I just wanted to do more. And I found out about this place that was a no kill. Um, and I just started volunteering there and um, that was Paul. I mean, Paws has been around since like the sixties or something like really? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've been there forever. So um, I ended up adopting one of my dogs there. You know, we leave, we go to, you know, so many different cities or whatever. Uh, I did work with Paws in Philadelphia as well, which is you, a totally separate entity, but likewise a really amazing group. We, so we adopted Vinny from uh, my giant German Shepherd Black Lab Husky mix. 
uh, we adopted him from Justice Rescue, which is also a no-kill up in – it's in the suburb somewhere. Okay. I – I find it so re- we got him so young, but just to like to watch the fact that like his mother came from a a puppy farm in South Carolina, oh, wow. and there was like thirteen puppies, and they all got adopted. But right. just just to watch, because first off, I know you're a huge dog person. There is no love like the love of a dog. Oh no. Also, there's no love like the love that my wife has for the dog. Like, uh, like, I really think I'm in third place in my house. I truly, truly believe that. I have no doubt in my mind I'm third place in this house. But I don't know. I, I've always found it interesting that you, you're so involved in that. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. good. It's just, it's just something that, you know, the more I got into it and the more, you know, I found out about, you know, you find out about dog fighting. You find out about why dogs end up at the shelter. I mean, I have one that was her owner passed away in a car accident unexpectedly and they didn't have anywhere for the dog to go. So that was Sydney. Um, That's where she came from. Um, The dog we have, we have two now. Um, One of them came from Philly from Morris Animal Refuge. Uh, The reason she was turned in, and I'm not even kidding you, uh, was that she's not fun anymore. Get the fuck out of here. You know what? People like that... Yeah, this is, but this is what I found out about rescue. You know, um, there are, I I mean, I've seen dogs who've literally been turned in because, and I'm not kidding you, this this one still blows my mind. We moved into a new house. Oh, the rehoming. Maybe maybe you can't have the dog or, you know, okay. Find a new house. house. And the house doesn't match the dog. Get the fuck out of here. That's real. Dude, you know why Vin- – so Vinny was the last dog of his litter to get adopted. First off, gorgeous dog, the biggest dog in the litter. Of the 13 dogs, he was the only black dog. They, t- they say that black dogs are hard to take pictures with. What? So that is why Vinny did not get adopted. And <laughs> one of the reasons was legitimately because they're, they're not photogenic because it's hard to take pictures with fully black dogs. That was legitimately the reason that they told us that Vinny was the last dog there. And I was like, get the fuck. I was like, is he crazy or something? Like, is there something wrong? No, they're like, no, he's a great dog. 12 weeks old, not photogenic. So we wound up with Vinny and he is the light of my life. I love that dog so much. Oh my God. Well, I mean, black dogs, um, of all dogs, black dogs have a harder time being adopted and black cats rarely ever get adopted. Is that because of superstition? Yep. That's ridiculous. People are weird, man. What are we have a society full of witches? Like, uh, what are we afraid of witchcraft? Like, what is this? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, uh, I, uh, I've I've had several, but for me, like I said, it's it's just been a really eye opening experience. And one of the things that I like about working at the shelter is like everybody is there for the same thing, and it doesn't matter like if you've interviewed famous bands or you're literally a librarian. It's like, hey, here's a dog that it has come from we don't know where but his legs are broken and we're going to fix him and we're going to get him better and we're going to get him a new home and we're going to I was home. I was raised this way my mother is the uh, crazy cat lady of northeast philadelphia my mom feeds the neighborhood cats so yeah. I'll go home to see my mom and there will be bowls of food on the steps and there will be 12 cats around my house yeah. my mom brought in we had five dogs growing up we had three cats yeah five real shit and they were all labs or doberman so they were big oh my god yeah so 
But, I mean, it rubbed off on me and my brother. My brother has two Dobermen. One has three legs. He just rescued the dog named Luna, who's beautiful. And then we have Vinny. And, of course, we'll have more. But right now, Vinny is the baby of the family. So we're going to let him have his shine for now. Yes. But, um, no, I thought I had to bring that up. I had to bring a little shine to Paul's and everybody doing their work in the community. But I just want to let you know I appreciate that. Well, thank you very much. You're it's very uh, It's really rewarding work. And for anybody that's just even considering it, you know, just call up a shelter. I think you'll be surprised how quickly if you say, can I help? They're like, yeah. yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're always looking for people. My wife, Dana's sister adopted a same mix as Vinny actually, but completely snow white. But yeah. she put the thing in on like Tuesday. And by like Thursday, we got a call being like, Hey, do you know Courtney? Like, and we're like, yeah, why? And like, like, well, she wants this dog drove the dog up from Alabama in a during quarantine. And now his name uh-huh. is Bo and he has a happy home. So, That's um, awesome. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Because I've been hearing a lot of things about Atlanta. We spoke to somebody in Nashville earlier, and uh, they were basically saying Nashville is lawless at this point. Um, is Atlanta really – because I know Atlanta's actually been pushing back on the government in, in Georgia, but as far as quarantine goes and everything, like, restriction-wise, how's Atlanta? A complete fucking <laughs> Um. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the full extent of it. So basically, you know, it shouldn't be a partisan issue, but, but Georgia is a full example of why it's gone, not only a partisan issue, but way over the top. So in short, we had a governor who said, masks are unenforceable, we can't do it. Okay, if that's what you want to do, to me, that makes you look ineffective. Yeah. Um, so that was his stance sticking to it. All right, fine. So uh, our mayor uh, and several other cities like Savannah and, you know, other functioning cities, metropolitan areas, but larger populated areas said, we're going to have masks. Masks are going to happen here. This is what we want to do. These are our guidelines. So we were going along with that. And then uh, frankly, our governor came in and put in an overnight rule and said, um, I'm overriding everybody's rules over the entire state to say there are no masks, and I'm also going to sue the mayor. Are we in a fucking movie? <laughs> our governor is suing our mayor and also tried to include in there uh, that she was restricted from press briefings. So she's no longer supposed to talk to her constituency. I am not a believer in finger wagging or posturing online to say like, wear your fucking mask. But listen, I've been lucky enough that we live in a pretty, I'm going to use the word, it's slightly progressive, but like all right, a logical city. I've seen rarely any pushback and I haven't left Philadelphia since March, but you know, I was surprised at how well everybody's cooperated. I haven't seen one Karen. I haven't seen one fight or anything like that. I've been shocked to see the fact that somehow this has been politicized when it's frankly just a health issue. And two, it's just common courtesy. It's not that big of a deal. It is. But I mean, I, I, you know, I look around and for the most part, I see people wearing masks. Now, again, I am in the city. Right. Um, if I drive out to the suburbs, like where my mom lives or whatever, Nope, not interested. Um, but, you know, I also had a guy that not only asked me why I was wearing a mask, but then went further to tell me that I didn't need it. Uh, that's great. I'm sure that guy's doing well. I, I'd love I, to see uh, his degree. I, I let him know very quickly 
how much he could inform me what I should and shouldn't do. <laughs> I, think, I think the thing is in Philly, though, if you were to tell somebody what to do in that perspective, like we would just uh, we would eviscerate you with words in making fun of you. Like yeah. it wouldn't even be a situation. I would just be like, all right, dude, fuck you. Get out of here. Like, what do you what, yeah. what do you what do you want? Like what? I just think I find it amazing how much people want to be in other people's business. And even if it's a, an issue like trying to tell people not to wear masks, if it makes them feel safer and it actually the science like supports the fact that you're supposed to do that, just let them do it. Who gives a shit? Who's hurting you? And that was my thing. I'm thinking like, dude, what do you care? If I'm walking down the street in a friggin' exactly. tutu, I'm not bothering you. Right, exactly. I'm your own business. Look, I think on most political things, I tend, I tend to like – common sense right like i'm i wonder a lot of these things in in our society i'm just like why is that even a conversation that doesn't yeah. even make sense that like first off just mind your own fucking business i think is the number one thing but either way if it the science says dude just wear one throw it on it's not that big of a deal yeah. it gets me back to work my my thing a hundred percent i mean my thing was you know i told him i was like look i said first of all as if it's any of your business uh, let me start there. Right. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know you. You don't know me, but I'll go ahead and tell you. I was like, I'm responsible for my mom, who not only has Parkinson's, but also has chronic heart failure. If she gets this, it will kill her. And I don't care to put her at risk. Is that enough for you? How did, how did you even come back to like from that after that dude? Well, he just like, looked at me and he was like, oh, okay. I was like, have a good day. <laughs> and I just walked away. <laughs> I mean, for me, the, the, the one thing that scares me, so my mom, uh, has a, a couple different autoimmune problems, and, but yeah. she is still every day working as a nurse on the COVID floor. And so oh. that's that's where my prayers are going currently, and that's kind of like where my head is at. And that's it was a big thing for us for the beginning of quarantine, just to stay away, just because we didn't want to give it to her, we didn't want to get it from her. But now that w we do a thing where I'll go in my mom's yard and she'll stand on the steps and we'll hang out, so it's it's nice. But I don't know, man. I, I just common sense needs to prevail in this situation i don't know how it became i actually know exactly how it became a political issue but i'm gonna fucking bite my tongue on that one mm. um yeah i don't know man we're in a world <laughs> yeah. where kanye, we're, we're in a world where kanye west is running for president so i don't know what the fuck to tell you yeah yeah a hundred percent it's yeah it's really strange times um needless to say it's the uh, end of days yeah and it's just like i mean frankly my thing is like we're afforded things like the internet and so many things can be delivered to your home now and there's teleworking. I mean, if this had even happened 10 years ago, we would be fucked. Totally different situation. But totally different situation. even with all of the technology and the things we're afforded, it just blows my mind how many people are like, no. <laughs> it's just like, and literally, it it's just seems hard. It just seems like it's to be contrarian. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's the same. I think you got a lot of spoiled people who just frankly want to be difficult. And I don't know, like, like you were talking about earlier about like the Karens that we're seeing the footage of and everything. Yeah. And look, I see that. And at first it was funny, but like, I don't know, maybe it's the, the bleeding heart in me. And I'm like, look, this lady isn't worried about masks. This no. lady is probably, she's probably lost her job. Just she's wants to be heard. Kids at home. And she just, she just flipped out. Like, Stop filming her yes. and just tell her, you know what? You don't need a mask right now. Just just sit down. Just take it easy. Take a breath. Well, this is my this has been my conversation about Kanye. It's the fact that it's funny. It always comes back to Kanye for me somehow. But like <laughs> I just can't stand by and I don't understand how somebody hasn't stepped in and said, Okay, 
this man is mentally ill. He's having an episode. This isn't funny anymore. Can we yeah. just help the guy out? If like, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's just fucking, it, I can't deal with it anymore. I, I think because there are way too many people cashing in on that. There yeah. are too many people that have a hand in his fame, if you will. Yes. That if he disappears for a while, then maybe their paycheck doesn't go. And that's what's really fucked up to me. And that, because like for the longest time, I've just tried to like, kind of like, not laugh it off, but just say like, like, all right, he's, he's just being Kanye. This isn't funny anymore. It's yeah. not fucking funny anymore. But all unfortunately, right. there's a lot of artists, uh, you know, on a totally different scale yeah. you know, that, that have problems, like, that I've, I'm sure you have, too. You go backstage, and you see them, and you're like, whoa, whoa, somebody's got to get this guy off the road right a now. Lo- a lot of them. And you know what, too? Like, there is that, the exhaustion point. Yeah. Um, and I know Kanye's got his hand in about a million different things, but somebody and it's it's hard when your whole family are celebrities and also you probably have a lot of yes men around you so i don't know but like to me all right so we've covered kanye we covered masks i think to me like the last thing i don't want to touch on is and i kind of brought up the fact that like i'm I'm interested in seeing like kind of what comes out of this on the alternative side but even on the radio side i mean it's it's something we got to cover you're seeing more and more syndication and i i just feel like we're kind of losing touch yeah in local stuff and i like i obviously what the fuck do i have to tell you but yeah i mean that that is uh something obviously for me is like way personal um, yeah because there are there are talented people out there that should be heard nationwide like who doesn't want to listen to matt pinfield you know? i love matt pinfield so talented you know and so many stories to tell so that's a great case of syndicate this talent you yes. know let him be heard, you know? Uh, but when it becomes to a point where it's not even syndication, you know, where you have companies, you know, when I was working with iHeart and I would record a show every day that was heard on, you know, almost 60 stations nationwide. And it's the same music, the same breaks, and they have it so methodically done. And, you know, honestly, I had fought doing that for so many years back when I was in Philadelphia. I, yeah. I had been given that offer and I didn't want to do it because it put local jocks out of, out of well, work. And I mean, the fuck when I from- got to Atlanta, I had, it was part of a package deal. I had to agree to it. Part of the, fuck the part option for, for me is that like syndications helped us a lot in the, in the perspective of we've gotten friends with DJs who are syndicated and, and they like yourself, Mike Jones, Ted Stryker, people like that who yeah. put us in markets we would have never gotten to. But right. at the same time, it just doesn't feel there's something missing and I, I can't explain it. It's, it's, it's different. And which I, well, I don't know. It's knowing your market. Yeah. You know, like you can't, you can't go to Tucson, let's right. say, and play a show and say, here's the set list. Here's what people want to hear. You don't know Tucson's vibe. Nope. You know, you have to play there a couple of times. You have to get to know that venue. You have to and it's, get to know that vibe. So to say, I'm going to cut on a microphone and, you know, say this, and it applies to all these cities, you're losing the connection. You're losing the connection with the audience. You're losing the connection with the sound. Um, I don't know. I don't know where it goes. Like, what's the moment of reckoning? Where do we, where do we go? Because, I mean, there's still a lot of great, local radio and there there's still a lot of great people working for it but it, yeah. it's just to me like i want it and I, it's not just radio it's everything in general everything's getting homogenized everything's getting put together and it all seems like it's a wheel it's a cog in a wheel and hopefully 
like I said earlier, the fucking stick got put in there and we can finally start to, and I don't mean to like cut myself off, but I just thought of this, but like on the other side of that, like the other side of the, the industry to where it's the artist, a lot of it's become more homegrown in the perspective that you can build your, your, your fan base and your market through social media, through the internet, through streaming. But then, but it feels like the business side's getting more and more centered around three major labels and then everything else gets run off. I don't know. And that's happening in radio too. You're mm. seeing a couple of major companies and you either work for them. And I mean, it's, it's, it's like musical chairs. Like right. they just keep pulling out chairs and they just pipe in somebody from some other city. Right. And it's just like, well, you know, it used to be when I got started in radio, you know, back in the 1800s <laughs> that, that, you know, you lost your job and you're like, nah, okay. But somebody else came in. Right. And that, you know, that, that was like, you know, that's a bummer, but it's like, Hey, this guy's good at this or, you know, you know, they got the job and I didn't, right. they're pretty good. So, okay. I get it. But when you're replaced by somebody that's not there anymore and the job doesn't exist anymore, that's when I think we started to see the writing on the wall as right. jocks that we were like, Oh, okay. So now that position doesn't exist anymore for anybody, you know? It's, it's, um, but, and it gets the 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 it just it the pool gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah, and it feels like people are like it, it the incestuousness is it's almost getting to people where the positions are just eating each other, and it, it it's it's got to kind of suck to be on the inside and be like kind of a part of that. But I don't know. At the same time, you brought up the idea of podcasting. Podcasting is an amazing thing, and it's kind of taken over the world. It is, and you know, it, it's it's not. You know, I don't want to play the old poor radio card because yeah. look. When Sirius XM came in, or when they were two separate things, you know, radio was like, it'll never work. When podcasting started up, they were like, who cares? You know, that's, that's somebody doing a, a radio from their basement, you know? And it's just like, have you heard some of these basement broadcasts? Yeah, well, I think the thing how many is, people are listening to them. The reason why podcasting is fun and like the reason why we really enjoy it is because you can be yourself. It's yeah. not as it, nobody's running this. I can say fuck. Listen to that. I said fuck. That's pretty sweet. I'm it's not gonna lose my good. job over that. Um, I don't know. Like that's been interesting to me because first of all, I'm diehard radio. I still listen to a lot of radio, so I can't like I can't act like I don't. But um, I consume everything, and I really have enjoyed. We've gotten a great reaction from the fact that we, we get to talk to people, and people are figuring out the fact that we're just six assholes from Philadelphia. You know what I mean? It's it's taking this veil off of like I'm so tired of the cliche rock star bullshit. Of yeah. like, oh, you're wearing like eyeliner and leather pants. Like, no, I'm wearing a Sixers jersey and I fucking walk my dog and live with my wife. And this is my world. Come and join yeah. me. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are finding that really endearing. You know, the fact that they can find out about anything in a podcast now. Absolutely. It's really funny because, you know, as podcasts started to take off, um, I definitely made a lot of enemies because time and time again, they would be like, you need to shorten your breaks. You know, you need to do like a 15 second break tops, you know, and if you've ever tried to consolidate an entire idea in 15 seconds. I can't consolidate an idea into 15 minutes. Yeah. And they'd be like, people don't want to hear a lot of talk. And I'm like, explain podcasting to me. Yeah. People love to hear and people every talking. Every time I said that, they'd be like, well, this isn't a pod <laughs> podcast. Don't exist. Get out of here. Yeah, this isn't a podcast. And I'm podcast like, podcast deniers. Here's here's the thing. You know, people do want to hear talk as long as it's relevant, as long as it's yeah. interesting. You Absolutely. Know? 
Otherwise, yes, keep it 15 seconds, wrap it up. You know? I've, 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 I've learned so much about people. Like, um, I'm a big fan of, uh, there's a podcast through Barstool Sports called Pardon My Take that I like love. And they bring on these athletes and these musicians and these people. And they're just a couple buddies and they're just chopping it up. And I, like, they had Rob Lowe on like two weeks ago. I didn't think I'd really love Rob Lowe as a dude. Hilarious. I He's, never heard, yeah. I never He's heard Rob super Lowe super say cool. fuck. It was awesome. Super cool. Yeah. So to me, like, that's what I've enjoyed about this. And it's like a way for, I think, artists and, and DJs and people like that to connect in a way that's not as, I don't know, 180 characters. It's not a way that I got to, it's not me like in a field standing there with my arms crossed, staring at a camera. Like, that's not who I am. And the more and more that we started to realize yeah. that, the more and more I've enjoyed this medium. And I, and I think a lot of people appreciate that, but I think they also um, it's just a different form of content, particularly right now. It's like, if yeah. I can't see you at a show, if I can't get to know you as a person there, then maybe I can, I can find out about you on this podcast. And the other thing about a podcast is this doesn't involve your publicist. This right. doesn't involve your, you know, your whole team going through being like, I don't know if the, let's edit this picture a little bit. I don't know if this is a good look. Listen, Maybe dude, we should I'm, change this to black and white. I you sweat know? every time we put a cop podcast out, my manager's going to text me and be like, dude, did you really fucking say that? I'd be like, my bad, dude. I don't know. Like, it's just what I said. I don't know. I'm an idiot. Um, yeah. my, my last question to you before we get off of here, um, live streams. I've had this, I give this question to everybody. Have you been enjoying live streams or is it kind of just not the same thing? Um, you know what? I have seen some of them that are not so well done. Clearly you had your buddy over or you just put it on a <laughs> tripod. Yeah. Um, but hey, you're trying something, whatever. Yeah, um, something. I will say um, some guys that I know, I don't know if you're familiar with the band Weathers. They just murdered that. That was amazing. Not only did they do that live stream, which was edited and they 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 hyped it up they did all the right things leading up to it um so this live stream for people who don't know about it first of all the band is weathers and they're fucking awesome awesome man. um but <laughs> uh on the other side of that um it was like a five dollar ticket what you would pay to go to a show so you pay five dollars you watch the live stream well in the case of like me or a lot of people maybe you're not there for a live stream. That's right. always a bummer. Well, now what they're doing is they're still offering a $5 ticket and you get the live stream and you can watch it at any time. It's so smart. Brilliant. What we you know? been, and, well, and I asked them, I already asked them like today, I was like, so how did it go? Because I've heard of, from bands that have tried to do like the drive-in shows and stuff like that. And they, it, it, it's not making money. Right. So they're trying to find something that works. And I asked them, I said, did this work for you? And they said, it 100% did. That's awesome. So we, so we, we did it right. We had a conversation uh, amongst the band because we've been planning doing, if we're going to do it, we're doing it 100%. Like we're going, we're getting full cruise and everything. But we've decided like, if we're going to do it, we want to we wanna give you an option to buy, but we want to donate to either the ACLU, Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. or something up, up that alley. And we want to put our money where our mouth is yeah. in that perspective. Because I, I don't know, like, We've, we've had a lot of, because we're all very invested in, in seeing people who've been marginalized do and have more opportunity. And that to us was like, if we can make any difference, because it's, it's not as much, like, I feel weird, like the littlest bit I'm doing is posting about it. If we can put our money where our mouth is and do something like that, 
and do it not in a look at us way. I want to do it in a way that like is literally just like, yo, you want to do this? You can donate here. That's what I like to me. Like that's a fucking really cool side effect of the quarantine. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that would be a phenomenal uh, addition to it, you know, and, and, you know, just going back to your question of live streams. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've, I've watched several of them and I've, I've seen the band that does a live stream too many times, you know, (laughs) and they can tell we've done this too many times. Um, yeah, I nobody thought the quarantine was going to last this long. I and didn't. I think now people are like, well, this was our quarantine idea. And um, now we're spent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, look, as long as people start wearing some freaking masks and then we'll wind up getting back on the road in 2021, yes. hopefully. But, yes. Wendy, I love you so much. We are obviously going to have you back on again. Yes. I want you to stay safe. Have fun down there in Georgia in the heat. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Thank you so much for having me. Love you, dude. Love you, bye.